Welcome to a mini episode of The Balance. My name is Catlin Tucker, and this podcast is produced by StudySync. I am coming to you today from my teeny tiny office in the home that I share with my husband, my two children, our dog, and a very demanding cat who I hope will leave us alone for the duration of this mini episode. I wanted to take a moment to connect with the folks who have been listening to The Balance. I would venture to say that most of us right now are feeling very off balance. In California, we're entering week four of remote learning or distance learning, week three of shelter in place orders. So my kids haven't been to school in almost a month. We have not left the house for much of anything in the last three weeks. And like most families, I am juggling the demanding kind of needs of two children who are isolated at home, away from their friends, away from their teachers, their schools, while also working remotely and kind of doing as much as possible to support teachers navigating the shift to online learning. And I keep thinking about when will I feel like I can reestablish some sense of balance or is it even possible for me to achieve anything resembling balance in my life in the face of COVID-19? I know I'm not the only person kind of wrestling with these questions and wrestling with this issue of balance in this moment in time. And I wanted to take a minute to share some tips for educators who are navigating this enormous shift from primarily offline teaching, you know, face-to-face in classrooms to entirely online teaching. I've had the opportunity to be a traditional teacher, to be a blended learning teacher, to be an online professor of writing. And given my experience teaching in these various contexts, I wanted to share some suggestions for teachers who are feeling super daunted and overwhelmed by this really sudden transition to teaching online. So in this mini episode, I'm just going to offer three pieces of advice and hope that they help teachers to feel a little bit more confident moving forward in this uncertain time. So the first piece of advice is if you can plan a week at a time, try to do that. Try to get a week ahead of your students. And I realize that is an enormous ask because most of us did not have very much warning at all about the fact that we were going to be moving our offline classes online. However, if you've ever taken an online course, you're probably pretty familiar with the routine of your teacher putting all of the coursework for a week online on like a Sunday. And then you have the entire week to progress through the variety of tasks, the reading assignments, the online discussion questions, the videos, all of those pieces that you have to do in the week, you get to decide when, where, and at what pace am I going to tackle those tasks. So the beauty of online learning is really that flexibility to decide when, where, and how fast you're going to move through the work that has been presented online. And we want to give our students the opportunity to enjoy that flexibility as well. Just like us, they are navigating these shared spaces with family members. They might be sharing devices, sharing very limited bandwidth. We want to be sensitive to that. All of the demands that are on our students as they try to navigate online learning. And so if you can post 
the, the things you want them to work on for the week at the start of the week. Give them that week to kind of self-pace through that work. And then let them know, hey, at this time on this day, I'm going to be available for kind of office hours. Here's a, a Zoom link with a password if you want to check in with me. Or if you're going to be fielding questions somewhere online, just letting kids know where they can connect with you if they have questions, they hit bumps, or they need additional support. So tip number one, plan a week at a time. If you can get a week ahead of your kiddos, put all that work or whatever you're assigning online on Sunday, and then let kids know when your office hours are going to be. The second tip I have for you as we get started in online teaching and online learning is really to embrace a less is more philosophy for you, for your students. It's really interesting when you start pulling apart the pieces of a traditional lesson. So if you think about the various activities you might have kids do in a normal class, if you just take all of those pieces and you put it online, it takes way longer to get anything done online. So if you imagine having like a 15-minute real-time conversation in class and you decide you're going to have kids responding to the same discussion questions online, the time it takes for them to think about the questions, craft a written response, and then reply to their peers or a couple of their peers, that is a much longer time investment than a live in-person conversation that would happen in a classroom. So I encourage teachers to think more modularly about their assignments. Break up the work into very discrete tasks And then really assume that everything is going to take your kiddos twice as long as you think. So less is more. Don't overload them with assignments. Think about what do they really need right now? What are they really going to benefit from at this point in the year? What will work nicely in the online environment? And then break it up and then think about how much time do I think this will take? let me double it. Because that's kind of the, the way I think teachers need to approach planning for the online environment, particularly when they're pretty new to teaching online and students are pretty new to learning online. And then the third piece of advice I have for you is really born out of a project I took on with Dr. Maria Hersey this week, where we were designing health and wellness boards. So the idea was, my idea was, let's create a wellness board for teens so that when they're at home, they're encouraged to take some time for themselves to care for themselves, to manage their stress, because as stressful as this COVID-19 situation is for us as adults, it is also really stressful for kids and the social isolation component is really hard on young people. And so taking some time to build in some little routines that they can do to take care of themselves is, I think, a very valuable thing to ask them to do, even making it an assignment where it's choose one of these health and wellness activities, spend some time engaging in this activity, and then write up a reflection. How did it make you feel? How did it, how'd you respond to it? Did it change the course of your day? Did, was there something challenging about this particular practice? So my excitement was about creating one for teens. And Dr. Hersey said, you know, Catlin, if we're going to create one for teens or students of any age, we should really create one for teachers. And she used the analogy of kind of the oxygen mask in an airplane, right? Like if we're not taking 
care of ourselves first, we're not going to be mentally, emotionally, or physically capable of caring for others. So we ended up creating a health and wellness board for teachers, a health and wellness board for secondary students, so teens basically, and then one for elementary students to do with their parents. So if you're a teacher listening to this and you're just feeling run ragged, off balance, really daunted by your current situation, I will include a link to those health and wellness boards at the bottom of the show notes. So hopefully those will give you some ideas for things that you can do for yourself to take care of yourself because that's such an important thing that we need to focus on during this hard time. Our teacher tip today comes from Craig Shapiro, who found me on Twitter. So thank you, Craig. He says, balance is created by realizing the importance of that balance. We put our hearts and souls into teaching, but we must find time for ourselves. Whether it is exercise, reading, hobbies, or whatever takes you away from your job, time for yourself is key. I always find a few minutes to breathe. So thank you, Craig, for sharing that. If you have a teacher tip you'd love to share, find me on Twitter at Catlin underscore. Tucker. I would love to share it on a future episode of The Balance. Thank you to StudySync for making this podcast possible and doing whatever it takes to get teachers the support they need during this time. StudySync is committed to supporting educators as they embrace their roles in the online environment. With resources tailored to distance learning needs, StudySync's robust multimedia curriculum was designed to engage students online. Teachers using StudySync have access to a range of tools to support students learning remotely, including an app for offline usage and weekly live webinars to answer questions as they arise. Visit studysync.com for more info or follow the link in the show notes.